0: If you're an inspired leader, I think that people want to and will follow you wherever you go.
1: Welcome to Inspiring Leaders, the podcast that shares ideas, perspectives, and best practices from great leaders around the world to help you become a more inspired leader. Well, hey there, and welcome back to the Inspiring Leaders podcast. And if you're joining us for the first time, welcome aboard. I'm your host and executive coach, Terry Lepofsky, and I can't wait to introduce you to our guest today so we can explore something that every organizational leader should be familiar with, the strategic value of human resources. Today, it's my privilege to welcome to the show an amazing and inspiring HR leader, the Chief Human Resources Officer for the Supply Chain Management Software Provider, Canaxis. Megan Patterson, a gigantic welcome to you. Thank you so much for being part of our adventure here today.
0: Thank you, Terry. I really appreciate the opportunity to be on your show.
1: I've been hoping that you'd be coming on this show for a long time. Before we get into the nitty gritty of strategic value of HR, I have a customary question to ask you. I ask most of our guests this, who or what inspires you?
0: That's a great question, Terry. I think looking back, the person that has most inspired me in my life has definitely been my grandmother. She grew up in a remote part of New Brunswick on a tiny island. She went to university at a time when, frankly, women were not going to university. She was the main school teacher on the island. After she graduated, she taught almost every kid who was born on the island. She later became a genealogist and a curator to a museum. She was just one of those strong, independent women that didn't follow necessarily what society expected of her, especially back in those days. She was a true survivor. She survived three different kinds of cancer. And I just always looked up to her and I always wanted to be like my gram because she was so strong and she, she marched to her own drum she was accomplished, but she was so kind. I think looking back, she is probably who has had the biggest impact on my life and my choices and inspired me the most.
1: I'm hearing strength. I'm hearing focus. I'm hearing resilience, determination. Wow, what a great example of somebody to look up to.
0: Yes, yeah, yeah, she was an amazing woman.
1: What was the island that she was living on or grew up on?
0: It's called Grand Manan Island, and it's in the Bay of Fundy.
1: Oh, wow, where the highest tides in the world are.
0: That's right.
1: That's right. Well, maybe she had something to do with those rising tides, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: exactly. exactly.
1: Now, Megan, one of the reasons I really wanted you on this show is that I believe that you exemplify someone who literally worked their way up from the ground floor to the top floor. 20 years ago, you were working as a recruiter before joining Sedona Networks as the HR manager winning the Employer of Choice Awards. Actually, I think a few uh, Employer of Choice Awards. You also worked as an HR manager at Trillium Photonics, where you came in at the early stages and helped that company ramp up through massive growth. And unfortunately, their tragic demise in the tech crash of 2002. You also served in HR roles at the legendary Brook Street Hotel out in Canada, here in Ottawa the Silicon Valley North of the tech community here in Canada, and also at Medisca Pharmaceuticals, EMS Aviation, and EMS Technologies, a publicly traded aerospace and defense company. So by my count, this gives us a pretty broad background in recruitment, high-tech, hospitality, pharmaceuticals, and aviation. Holy smokes! And through all of this, you've gained expertise in pretty much all aspects of human resources, including recruitment, performance management, leadership development, compensation benefits, and restructuring. So it's no wonder that Canaxis brought you on board as their HR director in 2008. You were there for a few years before taking the jump into the vice president of HR seat. And then just a few months ago, They saw the gold that they had right under their own noses and promoted you to Chief Human Resources Officer. As the host of Inspiring Leaders, I can't tell you how excited I was to get your response to our invitation because, well, frankly, this is a missing piece of a very important puzzle for us. We've not had anyone come on the show to talk about the strategic value of human resources, and we've also never had a Chief HR Officer on our show either. So our audience is now benefiting in two ways today.
0: Well, thank you so much. That's very, very glowing and and very comprehensive about my background. (laughs) I've been very fortunate. I've been out of school for almost 20 years. My first 10 years, I worked at seven different companies, as you mentioned, in many different industries. And the last 10 years, I've been fortunate enough to be here and access. And while it's been the same company, it's been many, many different jobs and different roles as we've gone public and grown substantially. I was really excited to get your invitation because I've always, always believed that leadership is key no matter what industry you work in, regardless of the maturity of your company, if you're publicly traded, a well-established company or a brand new startup, and just the impact of leadership. So I really appreciate the invite and this topic.
1: You've been at Canaxis since the early days with Canaxis, and you guys have seen massive growth as well. I know that every time I turn around, there's more growth happening, and I think you're just really providing a software and the service to back up that software that's meeting a critical need in the marketplace for anybody who has a supply chain. Let's face it, who doesn't, right?
0: Absolutely. Part of the great aspect of our software is we're MRP and ERP agnostic we can bolt onto anybody's MRP or ERP system and really boost it up in terms of decision-making and what-if analysis. So there's a huge need in the market. Supply chains are so volatile. With our software, it can really help you model and forecast different outcomes before you make that real-time decision in your supply chain.
1: I think it's been a game-changer for a lot of big, big organizations. We could probably go on mentioning brand name organizations around the globe, but we're here to talk about you. If you don't mind, <laughs> let's chat a little bit about what attracted you to human resources in the first place, because you've really covered all the bases on this one. Maybe we can even sort of sprinkle in a few leadership perspectives and practices. I'm so glad to hear that you have this great appreciation for leadership and the ripple effect that it can have on the people around the organization. So maybe we could talk a little bit about this, if I can encourage you to do so. Help us better appreciate the strategic value of human resources.
0: Sure, absolutely. What attracted me to HR in the first place? I frankly didn't quite know what I was getting into, to be honest.
1: Well, that's a fun way to start.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I sort of fell into it. I've always said the harder I work, the luckier I get. But truly, when I was starting my career, I got very lucky. I was in the right place at the right time. I accepted a job as a recruiter. I wasn't sure I could do as a recruiter. I hadn't heard of it. I didn't know what it entailed. And I immediately fell in love with recruiting and HR. I think what made the difference for me was early on in my career, I had two mentors that were very strong and really, really Helpful to me personally, but also career wise. And fast forward 20 years, both of these people I still count on and rely on, I count them as not only my friends, but also still mentors that I reach out to. I think that really helped set the stage for learning about the strategic value of HR because both of these mentors really got it. They understood the impact that you can have. In HR, there are a lot of mediocre. HR professionals. Sometimes you have a mediocre HR person that doesn't get the business. They don't understand it and they don't care to learn about it. And then other times you have possibly a CEO who doesn't get it. This is why I'm so fortunate. I've got a CEO that truly gets the strategic value of HR. He fully, fully understands the impact that the people here have, that the impact that my team can have on the business, and he encourages it. And Every person on my team that I've hired, I make sure they're just not a fluffy HR person. They understand the business. They understand the competitive landscape, not only from a business standpoint, but also from a talent standpoint. They can articulate it. And I think that makes a big, big difference. I don't want to do any programs in HR unless I articulate the impact that it's going to have on the business. Yeah. So I think that's really the key in terms of leadership, that strategic value. And then, in terms of leadership perspectives, there are two things that I really look for and I think are crucial. The first thing is integrity. When you're a leader of a company, regardless of what level you're at, um, do you act with integrity all the time? Would you do what you're doing even if nobody was watching? I sort of look at it in that light, and that tells me that you've got integrity. And then the second piece to me is related is around accountability. Do you act like this is your own company? I've always been a big proponent of having both of these qualities in every leader. I think it's really, really important. And sometimes when you're growing very quickly as a business, you can lose sight of this. I think it's important to do check-in points to make sure that your leaders have these qualities because that will make sure that they're strategic and they're impacting your business. I think that you want to hire people and certainly leaders and every employee that act as if it's their own company. If this was your own company, what would you do? I've always believed this. Treating it as your own and really acting like it was your own company, how would you behave?
1: There we have, this is Megan Patterson's (laughs) recipe for leadership success, folks. We have two things, integrity and accountability. Integrity, just like a boat out there that we don't want it to sink, it can't have holes in it. And I think that one thing that's coming to mind, and I saw a great video from Simon Sinek just recently, talked about leadership over the long haul there's that consistency factor. You can do the right thing for a week or a month or even six months, but how are you treating your team and how are you conducting yourself as a leader over the long haul, looking at it as a marathon? And if I'm gearing you right, I'd say that that's what you mean by integrity. Is that right?
0: Absolutely. We've all worked for companies that are up, they're down. It's pretty easy to be a good leader when everything's going well. Your true colors show when there's a big downturn in the economy, or your company has just been acquired. That's when that consistency of strong leadership comes into play. Are you consistent over time regardless of what's happening out there in the market?
1: That's a really, really good point. I think we should all be taking notes on that one. When the pressure's up and the stress is high, how are you behaving at those points in time? I also loved what you said about accountability and treating your job as if the organization was your organization, being invested and truly taking things to heart so that your passion and your motivation is with you every single day.
0: Absolutely.
1: These are some fantastic insights about your perspectives on leadership, and I know that the team that you lead over there, the HR team, which is growing all the time, I've had the pleasure of meeting several people on your team, and it's always struck me that this is a very, very high-quality team, perhaps one of the best HR teams that I've ever met. So, I think that your perspectives and your leadership with your own team has really set the stage and set the bar, perhaps even for other departments within Canaxis.
0: I really take that to heart and I really appreciate it. It's over 10 years. I've worked hard on my team. I'm not going to say it's always been easy, but I feel I'm at a point now where everybody on my team is somebody that can be a standalone leader in their own right. Everybody on my team has integrity. Has accountability, you're right. I believe it raises the bar. And it, that's a great example because if you're showing what sort of talent development you want to model for the company, well, you better take care of it in your own department.
1: Well, It's funny that we're talking about this, and there's something else that's coming into mind too. When we talked about integrity, when somebody does have integrity and they demonstrate that every single day over the long haul, over the marathon, One thing that you see from people like that is confidence. And that's something that I see from your team a lot is confidence. The other thing is accountability. And when I see somebody who's really got accountability and they hold that organization as their own, then what I see from them as an outward display is enjoyment of their job. And every time I talk with somebody from HR over at Canaxis, they're having fun. So there are two outward displays, behavioral displays of people with integrity and accountability.
0: Mm -hmm. Those are great points, Terry.
1: And this is something that we're seeing all the way through both your organization and others. If you don't mind, you mentioned that you had a couple of people that really made a difference for you early on in your career. Who are those people?
0: Amanda Gordon, who is now with Stratford, a management consulting firm here in Ottawa was my first ever HR boss at Sedona Network.
1: I thought that was going to be one of the people. I was hoping you'd say her.
0: Yeah, it's Amanda. Like I said, we're friends today and I still count her as a mentor. A year ago, I hired her on a contract to do some consulting and and I thought, this is weird. I'm hiring my mentor. How strange is this? (laughs) But it's great.
1: The apprentice teaches (laughs) the master, hey?
0: (laughs) The other person is, Louise Horton, yeah. she was my boss at Trillium Photonics. She came from a very different background out of the NRC, more of a sort of Crown Corp, separate employer, used to really big scale and, and big organizations. And Trillium Photonics was a startup. I think I was maybe employee number seven or something. She taught me a lot about scalability and growing organizations and growing organizations with intent. She's actually now a CIO for a nuclear association here in town. She spent most of her career in HR, different organizations, and now she's actually a CIO for an organization. I still count her as also both a friend and a mentor.
1: Now, that is really something. When somebody takes a leap from an HR leader to a CIO position, I suspect that probably what we're looking at is somebody with superior leadership skills. Yes. And that's the reason why she's heading up that information mandate. Amanda Gordon, I was hoping you were going to say her name. Oh, great. Before we started doing this podcast, we had something called leaderboard. And what I did was I looked around and I thought, I'm going to try to pick out 25 people that I think are fabulous at what they do. Amanda Gordon was one of the people on that list. Now, I've been after Amanda for several (laughs) months to try to get her on the show, and eventually I'm going to be successful at that. I'm so glad that you mentioned her name because I have so much respect Mm -hmm. for Amanda and for Stratford managers and what they're doing over there. Fantastic group of people.
0: Stratford's been incredible. We have utilized Stratford for the last, I would say, year and a half for different projects using different people. And what a great organization.
1: Yeah, I feel a very close alignment with what they're doing. It's like kindred spirits, Mm -hmm. both believing in the same things and having similar values for sure.
0: Yes, yeah, absolutely.
1: So I love your biggest points here, the integrity and the accountability, definitely some things that we all want to make sure that we're holding very near and dear to our hearts. Not only is this fundamental information for all of us, But I strongly suspect that you're opening a lot of our eyes with your insights as well. So, Megan, thank you for that. And before we wrap up, I have a tradition here on inspiring leaders, and that's to get your take on two important questions. The first one is this. What challenges do you see as a Chief Human Resources Officer? What challenges do you see facing many of the leaders out there today?
0: I think one of the biggest challenges for leaders right now is time. It takes more time and more effort, more intention, I believe, to be a great leader than to be a crummy leader, where you ignore your people and you don't care, you don't give that extra guidance, you don't take the time to be a mentor, you don't take that time for learning experiences. There is only 24 hours in everybody's day and everybody's busy, everybody's under deadlines and most people work in pretty high-stress environments. So I think one of the major challenges is just having that time, making that time, taking that time to be an intentional leader. Right. And I think that is probably a really big challenge for a lot of people. But I strongly believe if you take that time and make it in the beginning, it will pay off dividends. It absolutely will. But I think that's one of the major challenges facing leaders. And I think another one probably is, How many different generations are on your team and in your organization? We've got Gen Y, we've got Gen X, we've got boomers. And you need to be able to adapt your leadership style while still having integrity and being true to yourself. Make sure that you're providing your employees with what they need and what they require to be the best that they can be, which means your company will be the best it can be and your team will be the best they can be. So I think those are two main challenges facing leaders
1: today something that you said reminds me of a riddle that i heard which goes a little like this there's four frogs sitting on a log three decide to jump off how many are left everybody says one but no there's actually four frogs still sitting on the log because deciding to jump off and actually jumping off are two different things and it kind of reminds me of what you were saying in that intention Mm -hmm. If you ask almost every leader out there, they'll say, Yeah, yeah, I've got all these great intentions and this is what I want to do and the rest of it. Mm -hmm. But turning that into action and actually behaving and having your behaviors come across consistent with what your intentions were, that's a really big trick. I also love what you said about adaptability. Being able to adapt your leadership styles, being more directive when risk is high and timelines are tight. That's an important thing, but when morale is low and everybody's heads are down, coming up and being that affiliative leader that puts your proverbial arm around people and says, and by the way, I did say <laughs> proverbial, your metaphorical arm around people and saying, I see that you're having a tough time and I've got your back right now. Let's work through this together. Those are important things to be able to see that, read that and adapt your behavior. So thank you so much for that. I think that helps a lot as well. I have one more question for you, Megan. What does inspired leadership mean to Megan Patterson?
0: That's a great question, Terry. I think what it means to me, if you're an inspired leader, I think that people want to and will follow you wherever you go. We often hire leaders here at Canaxis, and before you know it, six people that have worked with them in the past want to come work at Canaxis because they work for this one individual who is such an amazing leader, that they would follow this person to the ends of the earth. Wow! If you're an inspired leader, I think that people want to follow you and people do follow you. That's what it means to me if I was to sum it up in one sentence.
1: No wonder Canaxis (laughs) has taken off like a (laughs) rocket. (laughs) Megan, I didn't give you this one beforehand, but I might put you on the spot. Do you have any quotes or sayings is there anything like that as a parting thought that you can give us?
0: I've got a few that I often think of. One of them I've already mentioned, the harder I work, the luckier I get. Oh, that's good. I truly, truly believe in that. And the other one is that nothing worth having comes easy. Oh, I love that. Just, I really believe that to be true in my personal life and in my professional life. If it's worth having, you're going to have to work for it. The people who are really successful are the people that are willing to work for
1: it. A little bit of a symbol for your career, isn't it?
0: Yeah, absolutely.
1: You've worked very hard and you've come a long way. And I am sincerely thankful for you spending time with us here today on the Inspiring Leaders podcast. It's this kind of discourse that I think really helps so many of our listeners find their best selves as leaders in their organizations, their communities, families, social circles. Your perspectives are. Hugely appreciated. So thank you so much for joining us here.
0: Well, thank you very much, Terry, for having me on your show. I, I really appreciate it.
1: There we have it. Another awesome interview with another inspiring leader. Please, folks, let's make Megan's day by taking just a couple of seconds right now. Leave us a rating on iTunes. Your ratings and comments really do help us get found by more people. And that helps us attract incredible guests like Megan Patterson. Make sure that you tune in next week when we welcome another fabulous guest right here on the Inspiring Leaders podcast. Thanks everybody for listening in. Take care and bye for now.